ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, March 23rd. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone line. If I had someone to answer the phone, but Miller Lite still paying money to this program, so during commercial breaks, we'll take your phone calls. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only, and I mean this, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So we're here once again on this day without sports as we continue to get through everything that is going on in the state of West Virginia and our greater tri-state area of Ohio and Kentucky and, of course, across the country. So we've got some things to get into today, and we will do so. We'll talk a little NASCAR later on. I'm hoping to talk Jason Toy into coming in here later on because NASCAR did something pretty different. Pretty cool. Not this, hey, let's run a classic race thing. NASCAR actually did something pretty cool. So if I can get Jason Toy, who works for MRN Radio, if I can get him in here, we'll talk a little bit about that. If not, I'll talk about it myself, and then Jason will run in here to correct me on everything that I said. Because, again, when it comes to NASCAR, he's my guy. Nobody else knows more. But I got some stuff we need to get into. Just, you know, just for a second, let's let's be serious just for a second, then we get into the fun that you usually expect. Uh, earlier today in the state, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice announced a stay-at-home order as a precaution to slow the spread of the coronavirus. And it starts at 8 p.m. on Tuesday. It extends to all but essential businesses. If your business is not essential, according to justice, then you'll be temporarily closed. You're free to leave your home. You leave your home for food, medicine, essential medical care, things like that. But for the most part, he's asking everybody to pretty much lock down here for the next several weeks. Don't really know what the outcome will be, but. Um, Here's what they say. Uh, It's not martial law. It's not a lockdown. Roads, bridges, nothing like that's going to be closed. Um, You're not prevented from leaving the state. You're not prevented from being in Ohio, Kentucky, or out of the state and coming back. You're not not prevented from any of that. Um, Essential services. So just so you know, there's a list. Essential services, grocery stores, convenience stores, takeout and delivery restaurants, farmers markets, food bank and food pantries, takeout and delivery meal services, and that's including school-based. Healthcare includes hospitals, clinics, doctors' offices, and other healthcare provider facilities, pharmacies, public safety, essential, police stations, fire stations, ambulance service, all that's still going to go on. Transportation, gas stations, public transit, you need to catch the bus. It's still going to be available for you. If you need to fuel your vehicle, gas station is going to be open for you. Banks, laundromats, dry cleaners, laundry services, still available to you. Outdoor public spaces, including parks and trails, not specifically closed by prior order, still going to be available to you. 
These are essential services. And now I'm not going to go into all the specifics. You can, of course, go on West Virginia's governor's website. Of course, uh, our media partner, Metro News, has all the information at wvmetronews.com. So you can get all the information there as far as how it impacts the state of West Virginia. Uh, I, of course, will be here. That's something that um, I don't know if um, I'm an essential service is basically uh, how this reads media. So TV, newspapers, First Amendment, freedom of speech, things like that, outlets like that still going to be available to you. So as long as I'm capable of doing this show, I'll still hear I'll still be here for you. So, again, we're just, we're doing this by the seat of our pants every day. I'm coming in here trying to figure out what we're going to do, how we're going to go about this, what's going to be good for you. And hopefully I'm doing everything that I can to get you in the right place today. You can, of course, find me online, Twitter, at Paul Swan, at Paul Swan. Give me your feedback. Hey, what can we do for you? What can I do with this hour that I have? What can I do for you? You know, what would you like? Because right now I'm here. I'm here for you. If that means I got to jump online and, and play Madden with you for an hour or something, I'll do it. If I got to jump online and and play baseball with you for a little bit, I'll do that. I'll, I'll do some of that stuff with you. You know, however I can be a service to you, whatever I can come up with. Because, again, this is all new to us. I am trying to I'm trying to figure out every day. Yeah. What am I doing? What do you need? What can I do? How can I be of service? Because like you, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to be handling the day every day. I mean, thankfully, I have been so far safe, thankfully, and I'm hoping that's the same for you. But at the same time, uh, I feel fortunate that I'm able to come in here and do this. We don't have sports. How do you do sports without sports? How do you do a sports show? And, of course, I'm going to be quite honest with you. At the end of the day, this stuff isn't life, but it is important. But sports should know its place. And I think sports, for the most part, has known its place. It knows what value it is. At the same time, it knows as far as what's important and finally today, and we'll talk a little bit about it later as time permits, finally today, the International Olympic Committee has gotten the point because the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games are going to be postponed because of the coronavirus pandemic, because countries were going to pull out of this thing. And I know that's going to put the IOC and some financial hurt but to be honest with you, we're all in financial hurt right now. And I can't believe they were still, with everything going on, because the Olympics are a global sport or a global sporting event, to be more accurate. A global sporting event. I mean, it's great. We all tune in because let me tell you, I am 100% Team USA all the way. I am all about Team USA. And I like the Olympics. I was looking forward to the Olympics. I like the Winter Olympics better, but the Summer Olympics are pretty cool as well. 
And you're just sitting there back and forth going, why is the IOC dragging its feet on this? You can't possibly stage this this year. You can't possibly. With everything that's going on, with everything that's still going on, you can't possibly pretend you could stage this and guarantee the health and well-being and safety of people attending. Why would you even have people attend? The people who would participate, you can't guarantee that whatsoever. I mean, that's the thing. And I hate it. I hate it because there are athletes who work their entire life to get to this moment, and this is their moment. I mean, that's the thing I hate, that we're losing opportunities for people, that their moment might have, con- might have come and gone, to be honest with you. But at the same time, it's the right thing to do. It is definitely the right thing to do. And so the Olympic Committee finally seeing some sense in my mind you can't have this you can't do it you just can't do it if there was a way sure but you can't do this you know what push it back a year i think that would be fine you could push this thing back a year and that's going to be okay if you have to push nba season back a few months okay that's fine if you have to push the hockey season back a few months or just not play it this year and go about it with a fresh season, okay, we can get over that. We can, we can do that. If you have to have the NBA going on at the same time as the NFL, all right, I'm good. I'm in. I want that. I'm all about that. That's just more for us. I love it because I don't think it's – if it's coming back, it's just when. And I think we'll be okay after the – route we're going through right now, we will be okay if I've got hockey, NBA, and baseball going on at the same time. And you know what? If we're, we've are we got all four of the sports going on at the same time, even better. I'm good with that. I'm completely on board with that. And then on top of that, college, which we don't even know what the college football season is going to look like just yet. So that's where I'm at today. we got good stuff to get into. Tavion Kinsey, Another honor coming his way. We'll talk about that later on. NASCAR did something pretty cool. I'm actually going to be on board with saying that was pretty cool. And I wish I would have watched it. And I might watch the next time they do it. And we'll talk about all of that when we continue here on today's edition of The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's program. I really do appreciate it here at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Well, we do have some sports news to talk to you about today. Marshall men's basketball junior guard Tavion Kenzie named to the National Association of Basketball Coaches District 11 second team today. Kenzie was also named to, of course, the All-Conference USA second team back on March 9th. And I actually had a chance to talk to him back on that day. I thought about playing that back to you, but again, we talked a little bit about the upcoming tournament game, and at this point, I I don't know. I don't want to become ESPN Classic here. I don't want to become Paul Swan Classic just yet. And of course, if you want Paul Swan Classic, you can go on our podcast page and listen to any episode in any order you want. You can do that by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Tavion Kinsey 
bigger and better things, right? Because he had a team best when the season was all said and done here. As short as it was, 16.4 points. That was sixth in Conference USA and fifth in Conference USA games at 17.5 points per game. He finished third in total assist with 133 in Conference USA. He scored in double figures in all games except for two games. Had seven 20-point games, including a career-high 29 against Charlotte. He also had three double-doubles this season. Had a career-high 14 assists against Howard. He turned the ball over just one time and tied his career-high 11 rebounds twice this season. And I can't wait to see what he looks like next season. That's the thing. Even though you're disappointed, Marshall maybe could have made a run in the Conference USA tournament. Marshall maybe could have got into the NCAA tournament, which, of course, is a moot point now. Even with all of that, I think the best is yet to come with Tavion Kinsey. I really believe that. I believe when it's all said and done, he's going to be up there in that pantheon of Marshall basketball players. You know the one I'm talking about. Just that... Huge, huge, huge list of some of the all-time greats. I know we talk about, at least for me, I, this is me, my, me personally. And, of course, it's, it's more because of my generation of when I watch Marshall basketball. Your list will vary. But, of course, you got to put Elmore up there. You really do. Skip Henderson. You put John Taft up there. And guys that I like watching when they were here, because they're going to be all-time greats, no matter what their overall record was or statistics were, none of that matters. J.R. Van Hoos, Tamar Slay, guys like that. And there was a pretty good group a few years ago. You know, Shaq Johnson, Dago Pena, guys like that. But if you're talking about the upper echelon, the all-time great, the highest level of Marshall basketball player, I think Tavion Kenzie could get up there. I really do. He's got that kind of potential. If he keeps going and he keeps improving, I I never worry when he's on the court, is he going to score? Sometimes I think he puts so much on his shoulders because he feels like he's got to carry the team. But I think this team was starting to gel, starting to get better, starting to communicate with each other better, starting to find rhythm together, starting to find whatever it takes to become a real team and a real cohesive unit. And I think we would have seen what that looked like in the tournament. I really believe that. And with Tavion today getting named second team, maybe next year first team. Maybe, but when it's all said and done, he's a Conference USA champion. Maybe he's player of the year. Maybe he is back-to-back player of the year. Who knows? But I think that's the potential here with Tavion Kinsey. I really believe that. And he got, he's got some good guys to work with. I mean, Jared West, I'm telling you right now, that guy should be defensive player of the year. If he doesn't get that when it's all said and done for him, I'm going to be disappointed for him, not because of him, for him. Because that kid goes out there and just works it all the time. If you're a good player on the other team, 
you better be careful because you're going to have to put up with Jared West. And I don't mean he's going to be out there and you know, you're going to have a tough time. I mean, you're going to have to put up with him. He's going to be nipping at your heels all game. That's the kind of player he is, and that's the kind of player I like. It's like that video. Remember the little high school kid? I was going up against Zion. You've seen this on Twitter recently. If you haven't, this little guy, I mean little guy, just going up against Zion. Like, what? What? You just you scratch your head. What are you doing? I mean, yeah. And I don't think Zion scored on the play to show the video. And it was hilarious, but at the same time, I was like, okay. I mean, this kid, he's small, but he's playing big. And that's what that's what he does. That's what Jared West does. He's small, but he's playing big. And, you know, Tavion's playing big as well. And so congratulations to him. I wish we could have had him on the show today, but everybody's pretty scattered right now. And, again, you know, we're putting this thing together on a daily basis, trying to figure out what we're doing on a daily basis with everything going on. So I just wanted to talk about him just for a minute because, again, uh, I think – Next season is going to be even better. I think Marshall is going to come out a lot better on the other side of this. I think Marshall will have a much better season once we get back to it. And I know some important things are coming for the basketball program. And let me point this out just for a minute. Uh, I read the columnist's column, Chuck Landon's column, and he brought up a good point. Because we're trying to get this baseball park going, and that's going to be delayed. But there's some improvements going on for Marshall basketball as well. Because Dan's talked about this time and time again, and it's going to be addressed. How nice it will be to actually have a, at least a facility that is more conducive to actually improving the team. An actual practice facility. You don't have to wait in line to work on your free throws. I mean, everybody's got an opportunity to work on free throws. And I don't think practice makes perfect. I think practice makes permanent. I heard that somewhere. And if you know where I heard that from, tweet me, at Paul Swan, if you can guess. I'm, I'm kind of curious see uh, how many people remember uh, where that sage wisdom comes from. But you get the opportunity to work on your shot and to do other things as well. And I like Dan's attitude and I like his optimism I mean, he wants to make basketball as good as it can be. And right now, there's some work to be done. He knows it, you know it, and I know it. But you got some good players, you got some good kids, and I think Tavion Kinsey is the reason why you've got some hope for this program because I think when he's done with his career at Marshall, I'm not going to be surprised if he's a champion. He should be a champion. I think he can do it. All right, when we come back from break, we're going to talk either a little NASCAR with you, hopefully with Jason Toy, or it's just going to be me. Either way, uh, we're going to talk NASCAR because they did something pretty cool. You're missing sports right now. I understand. You're missing it terribly. And you want something to watch? Well, NASCAR was there for you. I'll give them credit. And it seemed pretty exciting. We'll talk more about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm trying to get my boy Jason Toy in here. Long-time reporter, long-time member of Motor Racing Network. I'm trying to get him in here. I'm going to hold the segment. If not, then I am going to venture into the land of NASCAR. We'll see how it goes. But I've got a few things to talk about before. First of all, let's talk some Bengals news. The Bengals today re-signing unrestricted free agent cornerback Tory McTire. McTire, a four-year player in 2020, joins the Bengals as a free agent in September last season. Played five games, recorded two, tie- two tackles. So, so that's my Bengals news for the day. On this day, some sporting events happened. On this day, 1994, Wayne Gretzky, he broke Gordie Howe's NHL record with his 802nd career goal. So the great one became the greatest of all time with that. 1948, Kentucky captured its first NCAA tournament. That's right. They did it in 1948, 58-42 victory over Baylor that year. 1957 on this day, North Carolina defeats Wilt Chamberlain's led Kansas team. He leads Kansas. Wilt Chamberlain, one of the greatest of all time. And North Carolina wins in triple overtime, 54-53, to win the NCAA tournament for the first time. And then in 1974, David Thompson and North Carolina State upend UCLA in the Final Four. The Bruins had won the seven previous national championships. So that's a heck of a run upset right there. North Carolina State beating the Bruins. What a dynasty they had there. And the one thing I'm going to focus on was... Wayne Gretzky breaking Gordie Howell's NHL record with his 802nd career goal. Uh, Gretzky being the reason why I'm a big fan of hockey. Big fan. Started watching him when he was playing with Edmonton. And I'm sure like a lot of kids today, when LeBron James left Cleveland, went to Miami, they went back to Cleveland, and then now with L.A., followed him. They're big fan of him. Seems like the NBA is more of a player-driven league, and I'm a hockey fan, and I was a New York Islanders fan, but then Gretzky came along, and let me tell you, I've been following him ever since, his career all the way from Edmonton to L.A. I was an L.A. Kings fan, and then from L.A. to St. Louis, and I was a St. Louis Blues fan, and then from St. Louis to New York, and then it came really... And I liked the New York Rangers before because Mark Messier had won the Stanley Cup in 1994 with the New York Rangers, and I was a big Mark Messier fan too. And so I was watching the Rangers. I watched that Stanley Cup. I really was behind those guys. So when Gretzky jumps over, and he wants because he wants to finish his career with Mark Messier, he wants to play with him again because those guys grew up together. And they played together, and they're great friends. And so he wanted to wrap up. He just wanted to play with Mess a few more years. And then that's what he did. He retired from the New York Rangers. And what I did after that was I didn't know what to do because at that time, Gretzky retires, and then Huntington Blizzard, they cease operations. They leave town stolen in the middle of the night. The Mayflower truck was right there in my mind. And that was it for me for a while. But at the same time, 
I stayed with the New York Rangers. And you know what? It's been fun. They haven't won anything since, major. But it's okay, and I think they've got a shot next year. They they were pretty good this year and had a legitimate shot of getting into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And if they have a playoff, they still might get into the playoffs, to be quite honest with you. And I think they'll be in a better situation because they're getting guys rested. Sure, everybody's getting guys rested. Chris Kreider, who is a player for the New York Rangers, he's out. He's probably going to get better. And they're going to get their goaltending probably well-rested. I mean, they got three pretty good goaltenders, uh, one showing his age and a couple of guys who are maybe in it for the long haul. And you put together some of the better players because they were really smart in free agency. Artemi Panarin, they got Artemi Panarin. You know, Chris Kreider is coming back, hopefully. Mika Zibanejad. By the way, I have Mika Zibanejad on my fantasy hockey team, and it was well worth the waiver wire pickup, let me tell you. All right. You didn't tune in to hear about me talk about Wayne Gretzky, but I will tell you this. Uh, I'm here for you today, and I'll be here for you tomorrow, and you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Again, the Twitter address is Paul Swan on Twitter. You can find me there. And and somebody asked me, am I thinking about doing a Madden challenge? Um, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do a Madden challenge. That's um, We'll see. Because again, I gotta have the set. I gotta have the gear to do this. I have to have the setup. Yeah, if I'm gonna do this, I'm broadcasting it, and I don't have the gear to do this right now. And I can't spend the money to get the green screen and, and stream this using a computer. So I don't know. I don't know how to to make this up to my standards of doing things. I just want it to be good. But at the same time, I'm, I'm going to need like a, a gaming headset, I guess, so I can actually talk to people while I'm doing this. I don't have the cheddar for this, man. I don't have the coin for this. I don't even own a copy of NHL 20. Does that tell you anything? I don't own a copy of that game. If you were thinking, oh, okay, if Swan was going to own any of them, which one would he own, Madden or NHL? I, I got Madden. It was a birthday gift. So... Uh, I would need some things to make that happen. So instead, we'll come up with we'll come up with whatever we need to come up with. But I'm gonna need some cheddar for that, man. And right now, uh, we're all kind of hurting, and that's why I have uh, something great to tell you about. We're trying to help local restaurants, local businesses that are impacted by everything that's going on. Now with shelter in place, stay at home orders, a lot of question about what can I do there are businesses that are open, they're deemed essential there are businesses that are providing services a lot of restaurants locally impacted because let's be honest I mean there's a huge service industry here in the tri-state and so if you go to our website right now we've got a list, we're putting things together and we need your help as well if you're one of those businesses and you're providing takeout, you're providing curbside service, we need to know about it. Just go to our website for more details at wrvc.com, and we'll help you out there because we want you to be able to know where you can go. If you need to go out, if you're a service worker and you can't be at home to fix, fix dinner, lunch, breakfast, whatever, because you bet, you're right now you got to be on the go. If you're an essential worker, you're out there. We got a place for you. We'll try to help you out, and we'll help some of these local businesses out as well. Because 
sometimes you just need to know where can I get a quick bite to eat? Where can I go? And so we've got that list for you. Check it out, wrvc.com. All right. I'm going to try to drag him in here if he's out there now. I'm going to try to get my guy, my NASCAR guy, Jason Toy, who I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm taking a big chunk of my show budget to actually get him to step in my studio because uh, he ain't free. And we'll talk to him if I can get him in here. If not, I'm talking NASCAR when we continue on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Here's some good news. A.W. Hamilton voted District 18 Coach of the Year by the National Association of Basketball Coaches. So keeping an eye on A.W., he's doing good work, and I expect bigger and better things from him. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm Paul Swan, and here in a moment, I'm going to have the pleasure of speaking to, and I don't know why we don't do it more, because just to be quite honest, um, you know, he's my guy, he's my friend, <laughs> uh, and he knows a lot about NASCAR. He's a damn intelligent NASCAR reporter. He's Jason Toy. How are you, buddy? Too kind, too kind. No, no, no. Seriously, you um, you you know way more than most people about NASCAR. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I grew up around it and and all that. So um, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, to curse sometimes. <laughs> now the good news is uh, we are being careful here. We are uh, social distancing. He is uh, he's in another Put a wall room. in between. Yeah, you've got a big <laughs> wall in between. That's the only way he would agree to do this. If it was a wall between us. Um, something that I'm going to have to start watching because it sounds like fun, and uh, you were telling me a little bit about it as well, mm-hmm. is that the NASCAR, this is um, this is NASCAR's attempt to maybe keep us entertained and NASCAR drivers because really NASCAR is more of a person-to-person sport. It's, you know, drivers connecting with fans. Mm-hmm. It's not, you mean, the driver's the team. I mean, that, they're the face of the team. Well, it, it's, a, it's a great thing. And actually, I thought, Mike Joy, I did watch very little of it yesterday. Uh, kind of laid in bed watching a little replay of it last night, just the ending. And uh, Mike brought up a good point. It's racing between NASCAR and IndyCar is going to do it this weekend. So that's it's pretty cool. Uh, but it's the only sport that has the capabilities to be able to do this right now. And that's a... Um, that's a pretty cool deal. So what basically what it is, it's an e-racing league that NASCAR developed a couple of years ago. And I, they were really smart to see it in the future that this was going to be a, a future, not of the sport, but of a different faction of the sport. So uh, last year, they really went all bore, all full deal into it. They had a full season. Uh, teams, uh, basically, they have teams. Like there's Penske. I mean, all the dri- some drivers have their own individual teams, and they go out and they had a draft. I was part of that at the draft at Phoenix last year uh, to pick. Uh, you know, it's almost like you thought it was an NFL draft. It would be they call out JTD Jordy Racing. You know, has the next pick. You know, they come up and you know, we pick. You know, Brad Smith from Huntington, you know, or something. Uh, and uh, from Huntington, the, he's going to be our the driver. So these, they actually go out and recruit these kids, guys, kids. And they had two leagues. They had one that was uh, kind of an iRacing deal. Another one that's uh, through uh, uh, NASCAR Heat, you know, PlayStation, that type deal. And they actually run for championships. So, I mean, you have like Joe Gibbs Racing that could win not only a cup championship or an Xfinity championship, they could also win an E-League championship as well. Uh, So that opened up a lot of things. And a lot of these drivers over the last couple of years have really stepped up into that side of things. They call it sim racing um, for a lot of them actually have it at the manufacturers to get them a true feel of what a car would feel like at a track so they can get extra seat time. And, you know, maybe you got to drive. 
driver that's never been to a road course track like Watkins Glen, they can go and run the sim for a you know, couple of hours to get a feel of how the track track is, breaking points, and all that stuff. So a lot of drivers started investing into uh, racing rigs, which basically in their home, their den, their garage. They've got these uh, setups that look like the inside of a race car. Now, it could be as small, and some of you know, the lower-budget guys, I'll tell you this, I have basically sitting at the desktop or a, a, a desk computer. They, ha- they may invest in the bigger screen, but they got the steering wheel that sits right there on top of your desktop and drive it with that. You know, the old pedals that you get with your PlayStation or whatever deal. Now, they don't get to have all the features that you would have in the other part. But then you have other drivers like Denny Hamlin who, who won – Yesterday, beat Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the to the line like by inches. Actually, pretty exciting. Uh, he's got a rig that's like almost forty thousand dollars. I mean, it's. But Denny can sit in it, and it's like he's in a race car, racing seat, racing pedals, racing steering wheel, headrest. I mean, it's got a roll cage. It it vibrates. It shakes. I mean, it and it has a wraparound monitors that go all the way around them. So he gets a true view of what it looks like to be inside of a race car. And they raced Homestead yesterday. They had it um, as the Pro Invitational is what they called it. They had uh, they ran 100 laps, had a lot of cautions. Um, but it came down to the end and tire strategy, which you can do that. Denny Hamlin got tires late. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., Timmy Hill was another driver that was racing with Earnhardt Jr. up to the front. As those last couple of laps started dwindling down, their tires went away more. Denny had fresher tires. He was able to come up, pass him, and on the last lap, him and Dale Jr. coming down off of turn number four kind of hit each other a little bit. Dale went all the way down to the bottom part of the racetrack, and Hamlin got him by a nose at the start-finish line. So it was uh, – and it, Hamlin did it for charity. I mean, that's the thing. So he said he made the deal earlier in the week, and he was really instrumental in getting all this set up, too, with high racing. Um that if he would do you know a certain amount of money per lap that he led, and if he won, he'd donate $5,000, and he got other drivers to match it, like Kyle Busch and some other ones, to uh, Homestead Miami Speedway and their uh, foundation down there to help the um, coronavirus patients. You know, they've been hit hard down in, in South Florida especially. So um, to help out with that as well. So it, was, it, was, it turned out to be a really, really cool deal. Gave NASCAR fans – I think it really shocked NASCAR fans because they – a lot of people are like, ah, this is going to watch guys run on a computer. And then they started watching it, and it was like it was exciting. And you got you got guys like Dale Earnhardt Jr. that was back behind the wheel of a race car. Yeah. Jr. loved it because he wasn't getting a concussion. No, you know what he's, I mean? so, he's safe. He's sitting at home. He's driving yep. with one hand. Yep. No, I don't know about that. No, no. He was driving <laughs> with one hand. He really was. <laughs> I mean, you got to drive with two, Dale. Come on. You know better. And the thing is, Denny was driving barefoot. Oh, yeah. And Fox Sports 1 put this on. Yes, they did. They're looking for programming. Yeah, I mean, we uh, all are. ESPN looked. Uh, I saw ESPN ate the Ocho on last night, and they were doing death diving. I think is what they were doing last night. Is one thing, and of course, a lot of people posting over the weekend about the cherry pit spitting competition that they had, the national cherry pit spinning. Uh, so that's part of that ESPN eight the Ocho stuff that they're doing on the Deuce right now. So, but yeah, it was great. And you know, we're even doing it on the radio on our station. We carry NASCAR on on Big Buck. Uh, we picked up and hats off to the Motor Racing Network and the Performance Racing Network for working together on this. Uh, we're doing we're doing classic races. We started it back on Sunday. We ran a classic race from Homestead. Uh, it starts at one o'clock. Uh, they condense it down to a three hour deal, so it's like one to four. And we had. Um, it was the 2004 Ford 400 from Homestead Miami Speedway, which happened to be a championship race for the Cup title. Back then, it was the Nextel Cup. 
for Kurt Busch. So that was pretty cool to hear that and hear Barney Hall, the legend, and all that. This week, it's Performance Racing Network. We're going to the Texas Motor Speedway on Saturday, on uh, Sunday at 1 for the 2000 DirecTV 500. And the significance of that race, that was Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s first ever cup win. So uh, the Dale Sr.'s racing in this. I mean, Adam Petty. I mean, there's a whole bunch that are, are racing in this deal. And um, you get a chance to, to go down to, to Texas and race. Next weekend, I'm looking forward to it because next Sunday, uh, they're at Bristol. We should like so all these races coincide with weekends that we should be. So like I should have been on I should be on an airplane Thursday to go to Texas and I'm not. So we're running Texas this weekend, Bristol next weekend, and then they're gonna. So next weekend is the 1998 uh, Bristol Night Race, and it's the battle between Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Terry Labonte that comes down to the final lap where that uh, where Dale Sr. Says he just nudged them. Didn't mean to wreck them. He just nudged them and put it and put it in the wall. And Dale Earnhardt Sr. won the race. So uh, it's those type of cool things that we can do that gives us capability. Uh, we're looking and hearing from NASCAR. You know, just matter if I got an email from them a little while ago. Still trying to stay focused on maybe running that um, May 9th weekend, May 8th weekend at Martinsville to start off. Uh, fingers crossed. And then after that, they said they're going to com- want to complete the entire 36-race cup schedule between now and the end of the season. Now it's going to be – that'll be interesting. We'll a long have, season. We're going to have double race weekends. I can see that coming. It might even have some um, uh, midweek races. And then also, too, now that the Olympics, I guess, have announced their postponement. Yep. Uh, those three weeks that there was not going to be any cup racing, you guarantee there will be cup racing in July. Jason Toy with us, and they're going to keep doing this, uh, hopefully, for the foreseeable future yeah, I mean, of racing. Uh, this weekend, it's IndyCar. Now, that's going to be fun. They're going to they're, they're leave it to the fans to pick what track they're going to run. Okay, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah. And the cool thing about this, before we go, is this is a lot more realistic. This is close oh, as you can get. This isn't like playing Madden. No, this is, this is really, really realistic. Jason Toy, MRN Radio. Thanks, buddy. No problem. Anytime. That's Jason Toy. And, of course, you can listen to Big Buck Country 101.5. They've got all the NASCAR you can ever want. For Jason, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all again. Maybe we'll do something different. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to hook up a racing rig in the the studio, and I'm going to have Jason do the play-by-play. That would be cool. For Jason, I'm Paul. Thanks for tuning in. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.